as protests spread around the world, tonight all four fired Minneapolis police officers now charged in connection with the death of George Floyd. We're still not done here. It's still, it's still things that need to be done. good cop versus bad cop situation. This is Ahmaud Arbery being shot down by white men on the streets of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor being killed in her home. Mm -hmm. This is a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. Black man strikes back. He's an extremist. He's supposed to sit passively and have no feelings, be nonviolent, and love his enemy. No matter what kind of attack, be it verbal or otherwise, he's supposed to take it. But if he stands up and in any way tries to defend himself, <laughs> then he's an extremist. And it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. Welcome to Brody in the Beer Podcast. This is your host, Kelly Eco. Mo couldn't be with us today. He had he got caught up with some family business, but he sends his love and he's with us in spirit. Um, but we have a very important show today, a very important guest, Rockets Forward, NBA veteran, the finest of Switzerland, the man of many Air Maxes, Thabo Seflosha. How you doing, man? Yeah, hey, I'm great, man. Great introduction. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if, for those who don't know, you know, Thabo and I have been trying to to do this for a while now, you know, even during the NBA season. And the original plan was to talk his career, being in the NBA for, for 13 seasons, everything he's seen and, and done. But obviously with everything going on now, th this is the most important thing to talk about right now. The issues going on in this country, racism, police brutality. How have the last couple of days been for you, Dabo? Uh, it's been, uh, you know, one uh, that's, just like everybody, you know, you wake up every day and you and you wonder what what it's gonna be like, you know, in a way. So you know, just try to stay stay ready also for the season. Obviously, you know, we're getting a little bit more and more news about that. So um, you know, just try to try to you know keep my dates positive and 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 uh, and and keep building. You know. Yeah. Speaking of positive news, you know, for those who don't know, Derek Chauvin, the former officer who who murdered George Floyd, he was charged with second degree murder. The other three cops who were involved in the in the murder were also charged. It was a bit of a small victory for the Floyd family and for everyone fighting for justice. And it kind of showed you the power of protests and outrage in the city. How was that for you, just seeing everything on TV, how it unfolded the last couple of days? Well, it's crazy, you know. It's it's such a buildup of, of emotions, you know. Right. Uh, one is sadness and one is anger. But you know, you just see those 
things happening, you know, social media and, 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 and it's everywhere, you know, and it's, it hurts, you know, it hurts that it's 2020 and, and, and the way right. this country is still uh, fighting, you know, with uh, those type of injustice. And speaking of injustice, I think one of the earlier things were the inaccuracies of the, the, the cause of death, you know, the initial report said that there was possible intoxication, something with fentanyl, just, and, and, and these things happen all the time when you see black people and the hands of police brutality. If you wait for the first three days, you hear all kinds of nonsense coming out. And you personally, thank God for the independent study that showed that it was actually his knee on his neck, which is obvious for, for almost nine minutes in real time. That was what killed him. But for you, you know, someone who also has to dealt, deal with police brutality and, and inaccuracies, where was the parallel for you that you drew with everything going on? Well, I think you see it in many cases. Uh, many cases, you know, where the narrative from the police and and, and the narrative from, uh, you know, maybe a camera or, or, right. or witnesses are not aligned, you know. And, you know, at this point, the, the, the question is really, who do you give the benefit of the doubt to, you know? Right. After so many instances, can you keep giving the police the benefit of the doubt? And if they are guilty of something, you know, just a, a, a not even a meaningful, you know, jail time or anything like this. And we're talking about, you know, I think to everybody who's giving uh, a, a big responsibility, you know, there's there's consequences that come with that. Right. And and it seems that there's totally a lack of that, and 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 it's just, uh, you know, allows what they want to call, you know, the bad, the, the bad apple or, you know, right. the bad cop. Yeah. yeah you know, it's more, it's I, more I, than I that. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more than that, you know, and, and, you know, like you said, you know, with the justice system, you know, it's, 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 it's all part of it. Uh, so it's, it's, it is larger than that. It's much larger than just, just the police, you know, I mean, yes, of course, the police is a, is a hand, uh, you know, that, that you see in that hit hard. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you go know, behind that, the, the whole, the whole system um, is also, uh, one that's hard to fight against. Yeah, speaking of the justice system and, and being hard to fight about, you know, you also went through a similar encounter in 2015. Obviously, we don't have to recount the this, this story for you, but how was that experience for you just dealing with the trauma, the emotions, the, the bitterness, and, and the confusion of why police, you know, is acting in that manner? How was that for you? So the confusion, I think, comes just on the moment. You know, because, I right. mean, you don't really necessarily even see it escalated that quick. Uh, and you don't even see it escalate at all, you know, and all of a sudden you're on the ground and, and, and you, 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 you feel, you know, five, six officers on top of you. Right. So, you know, after that, you know, I mean, the realization that, you know, me being black, the, 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 the whole, you know, construct of the, of the night, you know, made, made me a target for those officers. So, you know, I understood that very quickly. But, I mean, the thing that I, I, I was the most shocked about, I think, again, you know, goes back to the uh, uh, judiciary system. Uh, right. You know, from the DA to the to the officer, to the to the jury picking and all this. So, you know, it's it, those are things that, you know, it's part of the system. So you got to understand it to to kind of go against. And obviously, in my, in my case, you know, I was very fortunate to have the resource uh, to go get a great lawyer, which in many cases people don't have, you know, so... That's the that's the that's the real struggle there. Yeah, and, and you know you were good enough to have a lawyer, but for some people that don't have you know the, that that benefit, what can they do to empower themselves, educate themselves? Because there's a real there's a real need for education and a real need for people being aware of their rights and what's right and wrong. But 
what can people do to improve themselves, I guess, during this time? Mm-hmm. I think you said it, you know, I can only agree with you. I think education uh, is one of the key, key component, you know, to, to better the situation uh, in a sustainable way. So, you know, people can either group together and also even have their voice heard, you know, in all of this, the, the midst of this protest, you know, I think it should be something about uh, uh, making public school funded the same way for everybody. Right. There's no reason that because you live in one neighborhood, you can't get the same funds uh, as another one. So, you know, those type of things, you know, it's, if you understand the system, it's a little bit easier also to uh, to try to combat and understand uh, what are the what are the forces, in pre- you know, that are pulling on each side. Did your dealing with the system, you know, did you learn some new things about the system that you probably didn't know before? Was there a, a distrust or, because, you know, for us that watch the news, it's not pretty clear of everything that goes on behind the scenes. But as someone who's been through trials, numerous trials, been through cases, what is the part that people don't see? Yeah, like I was saying, you know, just once you're in that system, a lot of people are not here to really find justice and try to make sure that justice is served, you know. Right. A lot of people, lawyers, DA, you know, they're here for stats. You know, they want good stats so they can uh, get a better better job, better, you know, better paid and things like this. So there's there's a lot of, how to say, maybe people that are, that are victims, you know, of that. Right. Of, of, of just the whole system as a whole, you know, about people just being, you know, motivated by different things than just the, 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 like I said, justice, you know, money being uh, a big part of that and, and people, you know, helping each other, you know, the police helping the DA, the DA helping the police and, and vice versa. So I, I saw a lot of that and that was, that was really the shocking part. Yeah. I think, you know, when you come to the real issue of everything at the bottom is racism, you know, and it affects all African-Americans, all black people. I've been stopped at a store just buying a chocolate bar. I've been followed in my in my neighborhood where I've lived for 20 years and asked why I was there and, and asked for ID. I've had guns pulled on me. Everyone goes through, everyone has a story, is what I will say. But there's power in unity. There's power in protests. As you've seen the last couple of days, week and a half of protests all over the country, all over the nation. How powerful has that been, just seeing it on TV? It's, uh, it's, you know, we, we, we feel like at, we are at a time, uh, you know, changing times, you know, uh, times that would be related in history books, you know, in a way. Right. Uh, to see that many people take it into the streets and just the, 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 the for, forcefulness of, of, of which people uh, need to be heard, you know, and, and, and make themselves heard. It's, it's empowering, empowering for a lot yes. of people. And the message has definitely been heard. So it's 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 a great thing. I think you you, you we just see the, the power of of number of people. With you being an NBA player, you know the NBA. The one the good thing about the NBA is that it's always been to me a vehicle for social activism, and especially in the fight against racism. Obviously, the most famous cases with Donald Sterling and the Clippers. Being in the league for over a decade, what is your experience of the league as an organization for social activism and for change? Yeah, I think I mean it's it's unequal, you know, the way how many athletes in the NBA, you know, I mean how many players are active on social media talking about those uh, uh those issues and and being leaders, you know, I saw Jeremy Brown being in Atlanta uh, right. leading a leading a walk and things like this. So 
it's 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 only right, you know. America need more uh, uh, African American leaders. Uh, and it's only right, you know. Uh, it, it's time for everybody. I think nobody's too small to make to 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 bring about change, you know, and and to make change. And us as athletes, we have a platform, so you know, uh, everybody, you know, it's time to use that to to the benefit of all. Obviously, there was a statement from the the coaches association, and there have been players who have spoken out, and and coaches and players and stuff like that. But has there any been any discussions behind the scenes for a joint, you know, message from the players? Yeah, we're talking about it. We're working on it. There's different, uh, different, uh, you know, different ideas that are floating. But, uh, a lot of coming out actually. You know, it's a, it's the, a lot of the things are action based on on the day to day, and some of it for uh, for general uh, message before we we start the season. Yeah, and it's important because you know, not only are you players, you guys are black fathers, black husbands, you know, black sons, just people of stature and communities, but. Racism and police brutality it 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 covers all people of, of stature of 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 color. How hard has that been for you trying to come to come to grips with that with that actual reality? Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it wasn't hard at all. I, I think sometimes people look at us as athletes in a different way, right? But you know, when we look in a mirror, <laughs> mirror, we we see ourselves and and we see what a lot of our people that we know very closely or family member, what they have to go through, you know? So we, we are in a bubble, but not that much in a bubble to not understand what's going on. But for me, the real wake up call was obviously my, you know, my time in New York when, I, when, when that incident happened is not that back then, you know, I didn't think it could happen to me, but I ne- never mm-hmm. really envisioned like, you know, in what instance it could happen to me. And I just realized that in a everyday life situation, it can happen to you. So. The, the the real important thing here, you know, to happen to anybody in our communities, what can we do as people to, you know, obviously want to vote, you know, people in power and go to the voting polls and be educated and stuff like that. But is there anything more we can do or is it just something that, you know, it'll have to take time because this thing has been fighting for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. I think you know it's a, it's a great question. I think it's uh, about organ- organizing, and 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 you know when you see organization like the Black Panther movement, uh, right. Black Lives Matter now, you know, but it's it's a little bit more uh, how to say maybe you know too too a little too big too soon. You know, sometimes you get a little bit lost in the message uh, maybe, uh, but you know organization like the uh, uh, the Black Panther back then, you know they were all about community serving the community and maybe we yeah. need more of that you know understanding the the, right. the importance of supporting each other uh you know it can be action based on on the day-to-day but i think just in in, in general you know more more togetherness and understanding exactly what the message has to be uh what people want the message to be and and make it this way for everybody i think that's uh important also and, and i was talking to coach d'antonio yesterday and he told me something interesting like you shouldn't only protest in times of, you know, unrest. It should also be in times of peace too. When when things are going pretty well, you shouldn't put your guard down and say, "Oh, you know, everything's great," until something bad happens. That seems to be the the issue. There needs to be a constant demand for action for justice uh, from the smallest level in in our communities to the national level. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, and even election. You know, to be honest, in my opinion. The election is great, you know, yeah. for people that are, that feel a little disfranchised, uh, you know, where do they turn? I think the local elections are super, super important. 
Uh, but we need more. We we need simply more options. Maybe you know the people need more options than just you know two party and things like this. And uh, you know with education that like we talked about, but also with the power of understanding the econo- economics. You know you have to be mindful of where you spend your money. Right. Uh, and, and you know when I say that it's about community building. You know if you spend your money with black owned businesses for a while, you know it's part of that you know, justice and, and, and repositioning the balance, you know, okay. So if I have money, you know, I'm going to make sure I spend it in the right place in, in, in with company that believe in, in what I'm fighting for, Right. you know, and those, those aspects also can, can bring, you know, sustainable change, you know, in the long term. Would you ever uh, consider a role in politics in the future? You know, it wouldn't be the first time we saw people, you know, from sports transition, you know, to political realm. Well, you know what? I've been disconnected with uh, Swiss politics for a little while because I've yeah. been here, right. and uh, I'm not sure I can uh, jump into the <laughs> American politics <laughs> being from where I'm from. But you know, I think just being having traveled the world, you know, I see a lot of things. So you know, I, I just and and having experienced what I have experienced, you know, I just want to share my two cents. You know, it's not like I'm saying anything prophetic, you know, but it's just it's just you know what I feel. And in times like this, you know, everybody has to have to have their voice heard if they have anything to say, I think so. How was it for you uh, growing up in Switzerland? Did you have any of the same experiences in this country and as over, overseas? Well, a lot of things are similar, but a, a lot also is different. It's similar in the fact that, you know, the structure based, uh, the power is held, you know, uh, by, by, by white people. But it's Europe, you know, so it's it's different. It feels different than in America, you know, coming in America, I was really in a situation coming into Chicago, even, you know, seeing how right. divided the city was. You know, there's the part where there's the Hispanic, mostly Hispanic neighborhood, you know, a, a strong majority of Asian in that neighborhood, uh, some Jewish people in this one. So it was it was surprising to me because in Switzerland and and, and big part of France, you know, people, it's a, it's a, it's a very diverse, you know, people that you won't find within a one block, you know, of a, of a city. And here it's not exactly like that. So it starts at that at that point, you know, seeing the difference and, and, and realizing the difference. But here, I think it's also, it's a violent culture, America, you know, just right. the way it was, you know, it was founded and everything and, and the history until now, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of fact, you know, it's just a fact that it's a violent culture. So I think also the answer here to racism and things like this sometimes appear to be a little bit more violent uh, than, than, than what I'm used to in Europe also. What's kind of the message that you tell your family, you know, who are, and your children who have to grow up in a world where they might not be, or they aren't equal? Like, how do you, how do you train your kids for that? In the same way, my mom, you know, my mom is right. white from Switzerland. Uh, my dad is black man from South Africa right. and me, especially as a kid, you know, growing up with, you know, one parent black, one parent, parent uh, white, you know, I, I didn't really <laughs> see color, you know, literally right. like, okay, <laughs> it makes no real difference, you know, and yeah. then as you grow up, you know, that you see, you see things, but for my children, it's the exact same thing, you know, I mean, this it's, it's nothing is based on color of the skin, anything like this, but just realize what world we live in, you know, and I have to be extra careful for them. And they have to be extra careful just just to the fact that they are, you know, the skin uh, is darker. And I think in Europe, where you see it most is in soccer. Like you see racism. It's very prevalent because I'm a big soccer fan. I, my favorite team is, is Manchester United. 
unashamed. Yeah, 15 years now. And, and I've seen Italian League, you know, Russian League, you know, even the Premier League, just racism. And it just stems from hate. I think it stems from a place of fear. And I, and I think there has to be something done, um, whether it's people in power whether it's people, you know, in various organizations, there has to be a voice like uh, a Martin Luther King of the time, a Jesse Jackson, you know, or Angela Davis, people like that who can step up and speak out on, on those kind of issues. I agree. But I think those issues, you know, should be at this point talked about in the black community. Yeah, you know, what right. can we do for change? Right. You know, I think asking after a while of asking and demanding and, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, what can we do to change? You know, it's, I know it's hard. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big battle, you know, and I'm not saying anything of of that nature is easy, but, uh, you know, cause the conversation about fear, you know, white people being fearful of black people, that's yeah. not a conversation for us. It's, <laughs> it's, not. It's, it's, a problem that, it's not a problem that I can fix, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So definitely let's, let's find the people that are understanding the message and that want to help and really fix it with the black uh, community as well. You know, uh, the black community has to be not just part of it, but it has to be a leader in the change that they, that they are, you know, seeking. With the news coming out today of the league resuming, do you have any thoughts on that? Just from a point of everything going on and trying to transition to, to your full-time jobs or how has that been for you today? I know I'm happy. I'm happy. Definitely. Uh, uh, I've been missing basketball. The right. season was amazing. I think it's 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 great for everybody, for the fans, for us, you know, to have the opportunity just to play the playoff and 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 uh, you know go against uh, one another. But in light of everything that's happening, obviously, you know, I think the focus has to stay on that. You know, the message has to stay very clear on 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 all of this. You know, it's a it's a distraction that I think is welcome after the. COVID and right. obviously everything that's going on right now, uh, but it's not one you know that should uh, overshadow what's going on. You know, I think the the the, the very clear uh, urgency right now is not necessarily to start back basketball, but you know to help and 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 show support right. for 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 the cause. The one thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, speaking up and protesting, are there any fears of obviously with Corona going on? There are a lot of people who are pretty close together in those in the streets and and everywhere. Is there any fear in you of of something like this, you know, spreading or kicking back up? For sure, I think for everybody, right? When you see what's going on, I mean, you see all of a sudden there's thirty thousand people in the streets <laughs> in some places. It's beautiful, but at the same time, you you know, uh, that's one of the reasons I decided not to uh, to go to the one here in Atlanta. Right. You know, the first yeah. day. You know, I know the season was about to start back soon, you know, if I put myself in that situation, you know. So, yeah, you know, ho hopefully we'll be, we'll be safe. I know the league and the player association and everybody's, you know, going to make sure that the environment is as safe as possible. And, and obviously, you know, it's going to be uh, upon the players to also be, be super careful. Have they told you guys any, you know, outline of your freedoms there? Like what can and what can't you do? Has there been that conversation yet? A little bit. Uh, should be limited freedom, huh? Obviously, okay. we're going to be pretty much uh, quarantined, you know, on site uh, with some activities, obviously, for, for, for people who, uh, you know, that are close by, things that they're going to try to have for the players to be able to do and the staff and everything. 
But other than that, I think you know they they going they 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 asking for a bigger big commitment, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge commitment. It might be a, you know a month and a half, two months without seeing the family. So I saw somewhere that they said they might be able to bring some of the family members, uh, just not everybody. So how are you going to maneuver that? But I think at at first at first you know they want to give a, a a screening time where you know it's just players and coaches and it's essential people. And then okay. maybe opening, back, yeah, and then probably you know as soon as possible, obviously, but within safe measures, you know, opening back to the family. And, so and I you, don't know all the details. Obviously, I'm not you know in those meetings. So far, I think you know they, they, there's still some things that need to be kind of ironed out. And and before you go, just just you as a as a group, you know, the Rockets are a veteran group of guys. Is there a sense of you know confidence that this is almost like a, a a new birth, like a, a new chance of, of com- competition, a new chance of contending, a new chance to win a title. You know, what well, the league ended in March. We're now kicking off in July. Is there a sense that you guys can just get 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 back on the trip? Definitely, definitely. But not a sense of rebirth or anything. I think we like our chances then and we like our chances now. <laughs> you know, so. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing new, you know, but we, we just excited because obviously, you know, we didn't know if it was even going to be possible, you know, just to, to have that, 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 that green light, you know, uh, you know, kind of 80, 90% at this point. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's great news. All right. Thank you so much, man. I know, I know you're a busy man and I just thank you so much for hopping on, for talking about the important issues. The one thing I'm asking before you go, save me a pair of Air Maxes when you come back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you. My man. Appreciate you, man. For sure. For sure. All right. Good talking to you, man. The Athletic has done a great job in the past week and a half of just covering everything going on in society. We had a group of black journalists on our staff who shared their, their experiences. It's on the website. I talked to Coach D'Antoni about racism, about empathy, about change. Go to theathletic.com for more coverage on the national conversation, the NBA conversation, and everything in between. Support your black-owned businesses. Support your communities. Go out and vote and be a better person tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I know Mo's gonna like this. For Kelly, for me, for Sasha, we out. <laughs> <laughs>